loves Alan Eastman. I'll just Andy cut that in somewhere. Loves Alan Eastman. I'll just cut Hello that in. And welcome. Whoa. Some of us aren't ready to go yet. Hello and welcome to Onesies, a podcast of one season wonders and blunders and Alan Eastman appreciation. My name is Andrew. My name is Emily. And we are discussing a non-Alan Eastman episode of Dracula the Series that's better directed than an Alan Eastman episode. He came into his own, apparently, uh, later. We we can discuss your Alan Eastman love later. It, it actually was before Dracula the Series. Alan oh. Eastman directed the 1987's Crazy Moon starring Kiefer Sutherland and Vanessa Vaughn, which I have a fondness for, despite it never being released on a good in a good home video transfer but i recommend it it's cute Kiefer sutherland's a spoiled miserable rich kid who takes pictures of dog shit and freaks out his family and vanessa vaughn is the deaf sales girl who nobody wants her to date a hearing boy well i love Kiefer sutherland hashtag i hate Kiefer Kiefer sutherland <gasps> so there you go oh, hate him. he's so he's cute hack. he's, he's a, so cute he's a, Hack. He's so cute. But I, you know, I realized he's, my my husband and I were talking about this. My sexual awakening was young guns. I was far too young. But like all that hunkiness, Lou Diamond Phillips, Keeper Sutherland, uh, Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, all of those hunks. Oh, Christian Slater, all in one movie. I was I was good. That was my sexual awakening. Wasn't Christian done. Slater only in the second one? Well, I don't care. It's the same universe. Anyway, cool. Enough about cool. that. We've got episode 13 of Dracula the series to talk about called Bad Blood. This is a very weird episode, folks. We've got a new director on board. Um, and he's directing it like an actual TV show, uh, kind of. And closer than ever before. Closer than ever before. And whew, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. So we open. I'm going to start this off because this I thought was very strange, um, but also interesting storytelling with Lucard in his Halloween USA uh, vampire cape walking down a cobblestone street in Luxembourg at night. And he is happened upon by a young man with pantyhose over his face uh, demanding money. Or his life. What is it? Your money or your life? And Lucard is playing it cool. Oh, isn't that a little bit hackneyed? Right? Like, oh boy, that sure is a cliche. Blah, 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 blah. And Fang's out. Then we cut to the shadows of these two struggling on the wall. And one of the bodies slumps down. And of course, you just assume that it's the the thief. But when you cut back to the action, it's actually Lucard down on the ground and the robber runs away. We didn't do our three things because I was so excited that they used like the shadows to kind of bait and switch the story. Ooh, boy. <laughs> They're not directly showing the action. And it made me kind it's of like excited. Watching some Fellini here. Yeah. Okay. What are, what are your three things? What are my three things? Um, name that polka. Uh, shit <laughs> sorry was that one of yours oh um, hell yeah it was meth face 
And uh, I want you to teach me everything you know. Okay. Mine will be stage skills. Um, all work and no play makes Drac a dull boy. Oh, and the uh, Sophie impression. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Okay. I left, I left that one for you. <laughs> Thank you. So as we, as we, we also saw that the robber has a skull and crossbones on his backpack. Yeah, which made me think, is he in a gang? Is he, I don't know. Like, he's part of some some association or some club that have... Some anti-vampire association where you tempt a vampire. This was also the most homoerotic Dracula bite Uh, in a while. Yeah, I mean, I... In a while. I watch it with a perverted eye anyway. Um, And so when you cut to the shadows and there was like one man here, one man here, and kind of this was happening. I was like, woo-hoo! A little bit of uh, fun happening. Yeah. <laughs> but no. But no. Um, okay. So yes, Dracula is down for the count. We have our credits. And then we come back on Sophie and Chris. So we have, again, the the thing that struck me immediately about this is that these are like maybe 90 to 120 second scenes and Sophie and Chris are in the house. Uh, there wasn't an establishing shot of the house this time. Was there? I don't think so. And I think we just came in. I think we just came in and um, Chris is laying on the sofa, reading a magazine and Sophie's digging around and you can tell that he's a little bit annoyed with her. And he's like, trying to make conversation but in that annoying passive aggressive way where he's like boy this article i'm reading sure is sad boy and sophie's just like what the fuck are you doing she picks up the magazine and it's like a one-piece bikini which forgive me i don't understand this i'm not a fashionista um and how to get uh, almost complete tan and she's like you fucking loser and she throws the magazine and she leaves and he's really annoyed so oh he says something like oh or what is it another hot date or something and she's like whatever and she just leaves now the previous episode they went out on a freaking date so we're losing yeah. that continuity again what the actual fuck it's driving me crazy especially since this episode belongs I don't know, episode four, maybe, like maybe five. If you ramped up the mom's arc a while ago, like, yeah, you really only need about five of these episodes to tell their full story. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then we cut to sick Dracula and there's somebody teleporting in behind him. Yeah. And we know this because 1991, V uh VHS CGI squiggles appear. It's like a sound. electronic zipper. It's just like buzzing lightning zipper on comes on comes down and a guy steps out from nowhere. He steps back into the zipper and the zipper goes away. And as Dracula turns around, the zipper reappears on the other side of him and he steps out again. And he's got a doctor's bag. I noticed that right away. Um, so we're assuming that I'm assuming at this point that Dracula has called for him to help him. But Dracula then says, who's there? Yeah, but Dracula so, doesn't know who's there. So that put my theory to to rest really, really quickly. But no, he did call him. We find out. So oh. 
This is Dr. Varney, yeah. who's got silly hair and he wears a hat around. And he is played by Sam something. Sam Melkin. I have it up here. Sam Melkin. Yeah. Who he was in might... Videodrome, Day of the Dead, Diary of the Dead. I'm sorry, not Day of the Dead. He he is one of the better actors this show has seen. Like because he also seems to know what what he's doing. He's like, oh, I'm in Luxembourg on this shitty show. Yeah. At least I'm in Luxembourg. <laughs> like he's very self aware. Yeah. So and he gives Dracula shit. He's like, well, what do you? Oh, of course you're sick. You've been defying vampire nature. Yeah. So we are going to get some discussions of the vampire behavior on the show, but no answers to our questions. Okay. Dracula also can't remember what has happened to him. Right. So he's having trouble giving a medical report. Which which might explain why he forgot that the doctor was going to just show up. Maybe. Also, Lucard's got different hair. Jordy's got poofier hair this episode. It's bigger. Is it? I guess I didn't notice. bigger. Yeah, you didn't notice. I feel like they shot that. I feel like this is where somebody was like, Guys, we got to really get Dracula's series back on course to make our seven-year show Bible. Like, we got to start doing some stuff. Princess Leia is going to be Luke's sister. <laughs> That's why they kissed. That's how it fucking rolls on Coruscant. Um, okay, so then we cut back to Chris and Max, and Chris is upset, um, and Max is like, what's wrong? He's like, you seen Sophie? He's like, do you know Sophie? He's like, Sophie, and then Max. In the only acting, what's this jackass's name? Jacob Jacob Tyranny has done since that one episode where he stapled well or whatever. (laughs) He does an impression of Mia Kirshner that is spot on to the point that it's like why then only does he do this all the time only a prepubescent boy could nail yeah. a teenage girl on the head that closely and it's not offensive it's, it's not like no. he's just like repeating clearly repeating something that sophie told him when he last saw her i'm going to the cafe i'm gonna be out late tell uncle gustav wait don't tell uncle gustav it's but it is it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. He did so good. It was so funny. And uh, you know, it's sort of snotty to his big brother. Um, I thought it was really good. Way to go. It was way to go, Jacob. Your Oscar's waiting. Okay. <laughs> so Sophie has gone to Cafe de Artiste. Yes. Which is, which is that the same Chris one? Even more. Is that the same no, one that they went to? Because it looks different. <laughs> That none of those businesses ever wanted Dracula series back. <laughs> they were like, "I'm so you're. We saw your show. It sucks. Somebody might recognize us. Yeah, when they vacation in Luxembourg from suburban Toronto. But then Max asks why Chris cares, which affects the continuity again because Max set them up on a date. You would think Max would at least have checked in on the date. We didn't get that scene last time. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, the whole point was to convince Chris that he liked Sophie. Yeah. So now that he does, she's going out. And who's she going out with? But an old man. (sighs) Well, he's not that old. 
but we can't tell how old she's she is. Fourteen. 15. I think she's 15. So but Emily just wants he, you to know, Andrew likes Alan Eastman, and Emily is totally cool with 23-year-olds dating 15-year-olds. I'm not okay with that. And she I'm not already okay. said she liked Charlie Sheen, so that makes sense. Um, <laughs> but yes. Um, I no. find it amusing so, that you don't have that note, because my first note is, that is an old-ass man who should be like, he, little girl, you need to stay away. So... I thought immediately, that's what I thought. I was like, what is she doing sitting down and dating some college kid? Why is, why is this happening? And then like, and the way he talked and whatever, we'll talk about that in a minute. I couldn't quite nail down how old he was supposed to be. Um, but yeah, it was creepy. It was really creepy. And we, you look, tried to find his age. You could not find how old he was. Uh, the actor. And nor could I. And there's no discussion of how old he is. But he has clearly charmed Sophie one way or the other with his talk of existentialism, his use of a thesaurus to write poetry. And like, I don't know. <sighs> it's called grooming, yeah. actually, is what yeah. is what we call that. Um, it's okay. really, it's really gross. He's really annoying. He is like, He's 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 terrible, and we can talk about how terrible he is more as the show goes on. Well, maybe if you read some Sartre, you'd understand. Yeah, I live in the moment. Okay, but first, don't let me forget my joke. <laughs> um, okay, my my joke. Yes, this, why don't we always watch shows where all of the jokes are basically about sexual predators? Innocuous sitcom length shows that are actually just about. Men being dangerous sexual predators because society exists because society is just starting to realize that that men in power in powerful positions are actually sexual predators. They think they can get away with anything. This uh, guy's not in a powerful position. That's true. Okay, so and despite turning people into vampires, Lucard's had a better uh, understanding of consent than lots of folks on this show. That's okay, true. So moving on to. Uh, Dracula being sick, the doctor's like, oh, that sucks, Dracula, it's fatal. And that's sad. They, um, so, he, he puts them into our hypnosis to discover. Not yet. Oh. Not yet. Okay. Yeah, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. The, um, so, so there's a lot of short scenes in this. Like I said, that first, yes, because, that first cut really kind of was jarring to me. Well, the action's gonna cut between all three of them at this point, right? Because yeah. we've got the doctor and Sophie. Then we cut to the 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 point you stole from me. Gustav at home watching name that polka and talking shit to the contestant who doesn't get it. And I'm just like, who is this character? <laughs> so I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was really really stupid. Um, and it's really so. Let's talk about Luxembourg a little bit. And let's talk about European tradition. Uh, polka is a Germanic thing, right? Uh, <clears throat> Luxembourg is partially a Germanic country. But it's so, like, just reducing kind of European culture down to... It's like the sports thing with Chris earlier in an earlier episode, right? Where he's like, oh, there's only women's tennis. And it's like, no, there's not. There's such cool sports in, in Europe. 
but it's just reducing it to this like stereotype. And it's so funny to me that name that polka is one of those stereotypes that they're going to just glom onto. And that Gustav is so competitive about it. Ridiculous. And he loves schnitzel. I mean, like this, that's who this character is. They're going to throw every stereotype at this character. That's what they're going to do. Except basic competence. Okay, so... <laughs> well, he recognizes an opportunity. Really... He recognizes an opportunity to kill Lucard. And that's the first time that's, that's ever true. fucking happened. <laughs> that is true. We did, We did. yes, Gustav is going to not be as nice to Lucard as Lucard's been to Gustav's entire family, including the children in his care. For 12 episodes, <sighs> yeah. Yes, okay. So Max comes in, and I think he's actually got the fucking schnitzel or something. He's like, hey, there was some weird guy in the square. I got a bad feeling about him, like a vampire feeling. Yeah. He was short with a tall black hat, and he limped, and he had a doctor's bag. And Gustav's like, oh, that must be Dr. Varney, Dr. Gabor Varney, the renowned vampire doctor. This means Gucard's sick, and it's our chance. Yeah, because because he doesn't just care for any vampire. So it's got to be Lucard. So now we cut back to the cafe where the scene ends with establishing Chris is there watching. Yes. Which is creepy. It starts but... with Vincent saying, Sophie, ah, uh, Sophie, ah, uh, or something. He, he's reading a poem. He's reading a poem, and he can't just say Sophie. He's got to add the uh at the end to make the meter work. Well, yes, because he needs to make her sound like she's not a fucking child, which she is. And then he's like, our auras were as one, and she touched my inner soul. And Sophie's like, is that about me, Vincent, even a little? He's like, everything's about you, Sophie. If you read Satra, you'd understand. He's an existentialist like me. We live in the now when you're 14, or I'm sorry, 15, so it's okay by Emily. And then. <laughs> not true. You know, I'm not editing this out, so I have to like justify. I have to like. No. And then tomorrow you'll be 15 plus one day, which means you'll be too old for me and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> to which Sophie goes, Oh, Vincent. No, and then he's we a- notice Chris watching. Yeah, so Chris and is I'm just watching. Like, and it's just like, dude, this should just be Chris killing this fucking guy. Like, just like, that's the rest of this show. Chris goes over, kills him, and the rest of the show is his trial. And he's like, no, man, like, I'm not cool with, like, some 23-year-old Euro trash scumbag, you know, picking up on some teenage girl. Like, we're not doing that. And they're yeah. like, but it's Luxembourg. And he's like, no, man, Phillies, football, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's the rest of the show. <laughs> Phillies Canadian American gentlemen. Canadian American Chris <laughs> defending the age of consent. But we wouldn't have that, obviously, because Gustav would be like, Well, I remember when I was 42 and I liked a 16-year-old girl. That was fine. It was it was 1986. It was a different time then, kids. You wouldn't <laughs> understand. Okay. Back <sighs> to the story. So the, Chris is watching. Back- and cut to Lucard getting hypnotized. Cut to Lucard getting hypnotized, which, you know, the doctor, Dr. Varney in this situation is an essentially an exposition machine, right? He's like, oh, you're still, you know, 
able to be hypnotized despite all of your powers, which are diminished anyway because you're sick. And um, Lucard is kind of rambling a little bit, talking about how he's only interested in money, but he's supposed to be recounting the events of the past two days. And, oh, all I want is blood, but he wants my money. And then we get a flashback to the masked uh, thief in the street. Uh, He wants my money. He wants my money. Uh, his bl- all I want is blood. His blood tasted bad. It was bad blood. And Dr. Varney snaps his fingers, wakes up Lucard, and is like, you drank some blood with an antigen in it that is harmful to vampires, and you could die. The only remedy to this is this natural spring water outside of the village. Or is that later? Did I skip way ahead? No, you didn't. But I've got the exact quote because oh. somebody... Put it into the IMDb synopsis. Oh my God, are you serious? Weird. Yes, the IMDb synopsis for this is really good, which is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, the cure, this is a quote to our unnamed contributor. The cure is xylastrium, a compound found only in the waters of Paquette Spring in the Valletage Valley, which I wrote down as... Zelasnia. <laughs> and then he's like, but the spring is in private hands. And Dracula's like, that's okay. I own it. This is important, but not. Okay. Yeah. This was also the all work and no play makes Drac a dull boy. Yeah. So during hypnosis, Lucard refers to himself as Drac, which means. He has got some ego issues, but his ego issues also have him seeing himself as Drac, which means all of his hammy shit is like, no, I'm cool, like, people love Dracula. Like, it is, if this were a good show, this would be an awesome, like, an awesome insight. It's not a good show. and He's not a good actor. But, like, the idea of Dracula buying into himself being Dracula and like flexing it is a potentially cool, cool idea. Yeah. Not, not this, Uh, but then Dracula's like, okay, well I'm going to go to the spring. And the doctor's like, nah, man, you're too sick. I'm going to go get it for you. Yeah. And Dracula's like, I want to do it myself. And the doctor's like, don't you trust me? And he's like, no, which (laughs) raises some issues. Yes. (laughs) All right. Back to the cafe. Vincent got Sophie earrings. How could you afford those, Vincent? I begged borrow or steal for you, Sophia. Oh. At this point, Chris comes over and confronts them. They're whispering, presumably because he's like, "You're not going to tell anybody that we're getting married. That we're you're you're secretly my wife now, even though I'm 35 years old. It's fine." Okay, Chris comes over and confronts them, and I'm like. He's what's Chris gonna like? Right. There's only so much Chris can do. But Chris, Chris what he should have done is he should have picked up a knife at a neighboring table and just stabbed him, just straight up. Yeah. Just defend your foster sister kissing cousin. Like, do it. What? Yeah. What? Just I'm reading VC Andrews right now. You can't scandalize me with incest. I thought VC. I thought you only read VC Andrews before you turned thirteen. I did, but I'm reading it again, and I'm in the fourth novel of the series, and I'll finish to after the fifth, and then I'll just be done. It's fucked to up. Some of the good ideas to reinforce some of the life lessons. 
you learned. Did you ever have a teacher confront a student about B.C. Andrews? No, but um, in my in seventh grade, eighth grade, my social studies teacher at parent teacher conferences pulled, you know, told my mom like had an had like an intervention and told my mom like she needs to start reading books for school because she's only reading Anne Rice and Stephen King and B.C. Andrews. And she needs to stop that now. <laughs> she needs to stop. And I didn't. I didn't. I just this kept This is reading. what happened. I, no, I did stop reading V.C. Andrews, but I continued reading Stephen King and Anne Rice. And now you have a podcast about Dracula the series. <laughs> the circle is complete. Well, um, I'm reading I'm reading this novel by Derek Jarman right now. So that's a little bit better. That's a little cooler. It's less problematic than V.C. Andrews. And look at how shiny it is. It is, but it doesn't have a nice little picture window on the cover where you can no, I know. see a reveal. Okay, so when Chris roughhouses, we then see that Vincent's bag has the skull on it. He's the mugger He's the with mugger. the blood condition. Oh, God. Okay, here it is. The moment we've all been waiting for. We got some Randy Bradshaw crane, or at least he's got a camera on the stairs. It's Dracula, Jordy Johnson, doing a monologue. Doing a monologue. Off his stage skills. And he's projecting. He is. And slowly throughout this, after the in the the first little snippet of the episode, <clears throat> he's slowly become more grotesque looking. And he has got serious case of meth face and meth mouth not really losing teeth but and drug addiction is a serious thing and i don't mean to make fun of people who are drug addicts but he he's got sores on his skin he's got brown teeth he's really not looking his best and he is a reasonably attractive man jordy johnson um so this this condition that is killing him really is like rotting his flesh maybe it's it's destroying whatever is preserving his dead flesh because he is rotting away. He is indeed. And he has a monologue about how he doesn't want to die and shit. He talks to God and the animals all howl. And he's like, you've turned against me, children of the night. And I'm just like, doesn't anybody notice every dog in town having a shit fit? Yeah. Apparently not. That's just how they act in Luxembourg. But yes, there is this subtext. And we were, I think the first, how long until there would be a vampire movie that addressed AIDS? I think a few more years. The addiction. Doesn't the addiction talk about AIDS? I don't know. Abel I've never Freire. seen that one. I've never seen it. Abel Freire gets the, the thumbs down. But um, there is this, yeah, the kid's got a rare antigen. Or what if he had a, like, yeah. they don't really address it. And I don't know how far it got. And oh God, the idea of the Dracula, the series writer's room. But <laughs> you could see that, I mean, this would be a, I feel like there was a comic by this time that had a vampire biting somebody with AIDS and like it being a thing. Yeah. So whether or not that, since we since it's not in this, we don't actually get into the exploitative nature of that subplot. But um yeah, so instead it's just this antigen X, yeah. which makes no sense from the doctor's point of view. Cause But also it makes no sense once we discover 
more things about the robber later on in the episode. Maybe. We'll see. We'll have to to hash that out when we get to it. When we get to it. But first, we have to go to the forest. Where we get the most nighttime location photography this show has ever done. Yeah. It's it's Jordy Johnson stumbling through a forest. And I'm just like, they put the camera outside at night. I am so impressed. No day for night here. Nope. Just muddy terrible and jordy terrible is visible. jordy's doing it he's down on the ground jordy crawling yep. but somehow despite being like literally falling apart uh he managed to get his cape on luckily he got his cape on so he could crawl through the mud and get it all dirty whatever he's a well i mean millionaire costumes only cost ten dollars at halloween adventure or whatever so <laughs> okay so now Chris is, this is the next, how does the timeline in this? I don't know how the timeline works because, because it's, she's a woman and, you know, or a young lady. And we always focus on what women are wearing, but she changes her clothes multiple times. So when she leaves the house originally to go out on the date in that first scene with the two of them, she's wearing something completely different than when she shows up at the cafe to meet Vincent for the, when we see him for the first time. And then this scene, she's wearing something completely different again. And he's apologizing for ruining her date. Like it's really weird. She's wearing three different outfits over the course of what seems to me to be one night. Yeah. And this scene's during the day. Right? Like, this is an after, this is daylight. Maybe. I don't remember. That's weird. But she looks great. I love that neon green jacket. Woo! Love it. So did Vincent. Um, Okay. So Chris is like, I'm sorry, Sophie, I made a mistake. And it's like, dude, you didn't make his mistake. You should be like, what are you doing with that old ass man? What is going on in your life? Like, this is not appropriate. Yeah. He's a hebophile, Chris, not a pedophile. Mm. He wants to sell me an NFT. Vincent is a genuine artist. He has meaning in his life, to which Chris responds, writing bad poetry and sulking around isn't meaning in his life. Yeah. And then... It's the most insightful... It's the most insightful Chris has ever been. (laughs) There was a moment when I was like, is is Chris going to be good? And then he candidated it up, but... I mean, you know, some of his sentiment is right on, but he could go for the much simpler. He's a fucking criminal, dude. Like, yeah. he, you're a little kid. That's why he likes you. He's a predator. Yeah. We're going to drag him behind the shitty car that never drives. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And then he's like, he's just not the guy for you, Sophie. And Sophie's like, well, who is the guy for me, Chris? And Chris just looks away and she storms off. <sighs> it's this weird belabored will they won't they thing that they keep coming back to despite the fact that they have been on dates on multiple episodes <laughs> and seemingly enjoy each other's company and have a good time and not to mention the first handful of episodes they had nothing to do except spent the entire episodes of running off and spending alone time together in the bedroom yeah like they were just upstairs back when max and his little hat were the lead okay Speaking of which, Max is barely... Max gets jacked to do this episode. Yeah. Okay. Thank goodness. Cut back. He did that that impression of Mia Kirshner. He's done. Check out. Send him home. (laughs) 
Okay, back to the spring, oh, where right. I noticed so many exteriors. Dracula has made it to the spring. Everything's going to be okay. Except then Max and Gustav get there. And they're going to, Gustav's going to let Dracula die. And he says, you don't have to watch this, Max. And Dracula's like, all right, Helsing, you won. You don't have to humiliate me as well. Yeah. Seemingly meaning stake me now and get it over with. Yeah. Max then rolls up his vest and puts it under Dracula's head. Now, let's not forget, how many times has Dracula saved Max? At least twice. Yeah, multiple times. He saved him alone at least twice. Sophie, I think, once. And at least once. Not to mention, in every single episode, he's let them escape. Yeah. One way or another. Like, so he's saving them, maybe not outright saving them from danger, but letting them go without being eaten. So then uh, Dracula has some oh, night cover me monologue with the bad accent. And then Gustav says, close your eyes, Max, and gets out the stake. But then the doctor gets there with a gun. Okay. Cut to Sophie walking home at night. Nighttime scene for sure. Yeah. And this is in the same green jacket, right? She's in the same green jacket that she was wearing. So presumably she went off during the day and broke up with him. Lucard and Max and the doctor are all on a different timeline. They're still in last night. Okay. So Chris is like, what's wrong, Sophie? She goes, I'm not seeing Vincent anymore. He's like, well, that makes this easier. I really like you, Sophie. She's like, really? And he's like, really? Yesterday when I said you asked who the guy for you was, I wanted to say me. And she's like, you wanted to say me? And he's like, that's affirmative because I like Top Gun. Just like today. <laughs> Just like today. <sighs> Top Gun is the cultural touchstone for white people. Um, okay. So then she's like, well, I have an admission to make too. But then we cut back to the doctor. And the doctor's like letting Dracula drink. And so is do, does Dracula actually take a drink from the from the yes. body of water? Okay. Yes, he does. Okay. From the spring that was made to sound very exotic, but is just at the end of the forest level. Yeah. That Max and Gustav could apparently drive to, but Dracula had to crawl through because he let all the staff off for this weekend, so he couldn't have anybody fucking take him there. Like it makes no sense. Yeah. One of his zombie. <laughs> He couldn't have a, he He's couldn't got, have his limo drive him down there to the right. I don't know. Oh, a Hummer that would have been awesome. <laughs> a little early though, but yeah. still, he could add a tank. Um, okay, doctors all like you can't kill Dracula. He just makes more patients for me. This is great. Yeah, capitalism. And Dr- <laughs> Dracula's like, oh, something's not working with this water. What's going on, doctor? And the doctor's like, well, Lucard. It appears you've been pumping too many toxic chemicals into this water for it to work anymore. And Lucard's like, what? And he's like, it's okay, though. I have this vial of purified water that you can have right now. 
So Lucard gets this vial that the doctors had in his bag the entire time. Um, they tell Hel- Gustav and Max to toddle off. Get Go away before he gets hungry, essentially. Yep. And so that's it. Let's go, Max. And they head off. All right. So now we cut back to Chris and Sophie. Yeah. And we start. And Chris is like, are we going to be boyfriend and girlfriend? And Sophie's like, you'll see, Chris. It's going to be different. And it's different because Vincent the vampire grabs Chris to attack him from behind. Yeah. So it it's fun, funny. Not funny. It's. It was. It struck me as odd that Vincent the Vampire jump, jumps out, and Chris doesn't really seem to take note that it's Vincent or that it's a vampire. Like I don't really know what Chris is thinking. Um, but the fact that it's, I guess, by the end of it, you know, he he pulls. Uh, Chris pulls out the cross that's around his neck, and it chases Vincent away. Um, but he's like, "Oh, Sophie, looks like you broke up with him just in time." Um, but I was very confused by that because they were struggling for a minute before he realized that Vincent was a vampire or that the vampire was Vincent. I, I couldn't quite tell. <laughs> so then Sophie fangs out on him. So then Sophie fangs out on him, which is another fantastic surprise. Um, I really enjoyed that. I was like, yes, finally, we're killing people. Yeah. Kill somebody. She runs off. Then she runs off. And we cut back to Dracula's house, or the castle, where he's getting shit from his doctor. Really, Dracula, you shouldn't be walking around in daylight, hardly sleeping, eating nor or eating normal food. Yeah. So we're... So... They're addressing some of the things that we have discussed that are inconsistent with our perception of vampires. So he did eat that popcorn when watching that TV show. Yep. This lifestyle has caught up with him. He needed a taste of mortality to teach him a lesson, says the doctor. And then he talks about, you know, you just wander around the village, random kill, like sucking the blood of any random person. Is this like an AIDS thing? Is it really like an AIDS thing? Like you can't just go sleep around with anybody. You could get AIDS. You can't just go fang out with anybody because you could get some antigen X. That will kill you. It's it seems you would think like heavy handed. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, since it doesn't actually have that, they never bring up the antigen X or the danger no. of that. No, it's not. But it almost seems like it was watered down. Yeah, maybe. like maybe they thought they would do it. It's like heavy handed but, and watered down. If you yeah. <laughs> somehow have both. But then in comes Sophie. Oh, yes. To which Dracula says, what do we have here? It's been days since I've had a bite. To which Sophie says, no need for that, master. I'm here to learn from you. Teach me everything you know. And then she shows him her fangs. And he says, come on in. So I was really creeped out by the, uh, I want you to teach me everything you know. Since we're talking about perverted old men, um, it she was wearing a very skimpy dress. She had a jacket over it, but it was a very snug dress showing off. She's 15 years old. She should not be dressing like that. She's sh- asking 
I mean, this was clearly written by a man. Ask a 15-year-old, very beautiful, whatever, asking an older man to teach her everything he knows is very, very, very icky. (laughs) Even if they're just talking about vampirism. It's very, very icky to me. And it left me feeling really icky. (laughs) I can't say anything else. And I'm really, really disappointed that since this is the end of the episode, that means there's going to be a second episode following up. <laughs> there's a two story. There's a there's a two episode arc, and I I'm not interested in going down this 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 route where she becomes some. It's mm, never mind. It it reminds me of Labyrinth with Je- with Jennifer Connelly kind of being the child bride of David Bowie. Ugh. Ugh. Did she also meet David Bowie in that movie? So... Don't be a regionalist. Don't be a regionalist. I can pronounce it how I want to pronounce it. Uh, Hold on. I gotta go get my Bowie knife for hunting vampires. Okay. Um, Some other questions this raises, besides the timeline, which is completely broken. Did Sophie... Did Vincent come back with Sophie with the understanding that they were going to kill Chris? Okay. So that is one question. And if so, why is she running to Lucard without Vincent? Yeah. Or did Vincent turn Sophie into a vampire, presumably when she thought they were going to be having sex instead? And then she was like, oh, I'm a vampire now. This fucking rocks. Fuck this loser existentialist. Let me go turn Chris and then we'll go hang out with Lucard. Yeah. So there and are also some questions as to when this. did Sophie get turned into a vampire? How long had she been a vampire without anybody noticing? Um, Especially since it can happen during the day all the time. You can just be outside. Was I she mean, wearing sunglasses during any of it? No. Is this the second time? Yes. So two episodes ago, somebody was going to turn her into a vampire and she didn't want to be a vampire, but now she's a vampire and she's thrilled. Hey, you know, I I kept waiting for some like shape-shifting elements to come up. Like I I just kept waiting like, no, Sophie can't be a vampire. That's got to be somebody else. No, this Vincent guy. Well, I, I, the Vincent scenario all clicked in my mind immediately. It's like, oh, this guy that she's seeing is the guy who robbed. Lucard at the beginning, like <laughs> that all clicked into place pretty easily. But the vampire element, who turned Vincent into a vampire? Dracula. They, did he though? He just sucked his blood. Again, we don't know what that process is that turns well, him into a vampire. Antigen X. So we don't know how antigen X affects. Yes, because in the original. But if he had, if he was already a vampire, does he have vampire blood? And is that what it was killing? Lucard? No, because Dracula would know that, presumably. Or the doctor would have been like, you can't suck another vampire's blood, you idiot. Like, we wouldn't have had to talk about the rare antigen. So when did he the, get? The mineral. So he got turned into a when, vampire at by the Lucard. Beginning. Okay. Yeah. Even, Even though Lucard though, was sick and crawled away into the, an alley. And, into an alley, and even though we've established that the three outcomes of a vampire attack are death, death zombie, zombies, or vampire, other vampire, yeah. and presumably Lucard was biting to kill. Yeah, but instead of that, 
he didn't become a zombie. He became his own vampire on his own. I don't know. Perhaps next episode we'll get maybe when maybe he accidentally cut Lucard with the knife and got blood on him and licked the blood off of him, and that's how he turned into a vampire. We've never established. Yeah, we don't know how it works to suck Lucard's blood. Yeah. So yes, so one hell of an episode. It might make sense around episode four or five, but it seems fucking desperate at episode twelve. Yeah, it's really weird. I think I think that Sophie should have become a vampire before Mom did, for sure. Um, because we don't see Mom as much, so we're not as uh, attached to her as a character. But having having um, Mia Kirshner turn into a vampire sooner would have been much better. So the next episode is called Sophie, Queen of the Night. Again, it's going to um, follow up on the events of this episode we just talked about. There are some other actors that I've never heard of. Alan King is returning to direct. Um, oh, my God. People have submitted quotes on imdb why are they doing this <laughs> maybe ah whatever whatever okay is it you are you do is this like a i'm not doing multiple personality who is who is leaving dracula quotes on imdb no i haven't watched is it this yet. an incredibly long con emily is that why you made me watch this show no. is there some super long cod that no. we're gonna get done with it and you're gonna be like actually my husband is jacob tierney like oh god no <sighs> no nope my so that means you jacob have no excuse for making us watch the show so nope. what you're saying is... nope uh... nope sorry sorry yeah and like we were talking about, I don't know, this is more of a real TV episode, but I don't know if that makes it better. It, yeah, like, no, it's like, it, if it were an hour-long episode, and the whole story, presumably the next episode resolves resolves all of this, because I cannot imagine them continuing an arc like this for too long. But if it had been an hour-long episode, I think the, the, the pacing of it would have made more sense, but a 22-minute yeah. episode was so weird to be cutting every two minutes. Between these yeah. these three two, I guess two storylines, it was real weird, real weird. Um, so anyway, I'm excited for next week to get this over with. But then we still have six more episodes. <laughs> but we have the clip show. Also, folks, oh this my is god, the highest rated Bad Blood, not Sophie Creator of the Night. Bad Blood is the highest rated on IMDb, which has a uh, devoted. Dracula the series fan base. Apparently. Uh, highest rated episode with 7.4, followed at 7 by the second to last episode, which is called something like My Dinner with Lucard or My Dinner with Dracula, which is a clip show. <laughs> so Emily discovered that. I. Two, oh. The highest rated is. Maybe we can have our own clip show. Sexual Predator Groomer. Followed by clip show. Maybe we can find our have our own clip show where we talk about our favorite moments from Dracula the series. We should have been doing that this whole time. That is so much work at this point. 
Our favorite moments from the last four episodes of Dracula, the series, including the trip show, clip show. Oh. Um, I think it would just be frustrating because you're like, why didn't they ever finish up on that? Yeah. Like, why didn't, like, why doesn't Max get Dracula's autograph since he wants it so bad before he kills him? Since he sees like, him every fucking day, apparently. Right. Like, since they hang out uh, and have, like, weird adventure, misadventures before they have to fight the villain of the week. Why? What happened to the bikes? Yeah. Um, Chris was on his bike. Chris was on his bike when he was talking to Sophie walking in the daytime. The first time we see her in her green, he was on his bike. That is totally the next day then, right? I have no idea. I I, I clocked it and then I was like, you know, if you think about this too much, you're going to go crazy. (laughs) If you think about the timeline, you're going to go nuts. Just ignore it. Dracula was definitely in the castle at night with the doctor. Yes. But okay. the castle has no windows, so it's not like... I mean, we it's a like candlelight. Oh, okay. I think there was an establishing shot. Okay. It makes... It's weird that it's... It was very lit by candlelight, this episode. I think um, Randy Bradshaw really... He was like, we need some for mistletoe yeah. up in this mofo. And they were like, nah, okay. We won't turn on this light, dude. Whatever. It's Dracula the series. Um, Okay. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens next time. We'll see what happens next time. I'm excited to wrap up this storyline because I don't want to... Do you think that there will be any romantic tingling between Chris and Sophie? Yes. Or do you think they're going to... You think they... You don't think they're just going to forget it? No. We'll see. I think you that so much more faith in them than I do. I think that this is Chris's opportunity to help save Sophie. So oh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week when we watch Sophie queen of the night episode 14 of 14. Six is, left. Woo. Of Dracula, the series. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. And I will see you in television land. I'll, see, I'll see you in television land. Andrew.